0: Hi, this is Tom Brevoort, and you are listening to the Captain America Comic Fans
1: Podcast. Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 160 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. I am your host, Rick Verbanis, and happy November. If you are listening to this on the day it comes out, Uh, I have uh, I have this guy here. He's a pretty, pretty gosh darn good co-host. And this is the part where I change up the opening and I say hello to him in a different way. Oh, Bob. Lisa, vampires are make believe like elves and gremlins and Eskimos. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i don't know is that is that from the simpsons
1: yeah it's the okay simpsons. that's home <laughs> yeah. right. uh, that was from the, the treehouse of horror four yeah. uh anyway i i just i thought that was funny the whole eskimo yeah thing. But anyway uh <laughs> yeah yeah so we're talking about vampires today bob and i i wanted to bring a little humor into it because it's not a funny story it's a little solemn it's it is, uh it's yeah. a little gruesome and uh but I thought I'd start off with just a little humor.
0: Yes. Good. We can use that because there is a fair amount of shunking in here.
1: There is. Yeah. Oh, look so. at you getting your special effects all ready to go. <laughs> I've
0: been warming up. I've been warming up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you a Simpson fan? <laughs> you know, I haven't watched it in years and
0: years, but you know, in my younger years, yeah, I watched uh, quite a bit of it. So
1: I know it's hard to believe it's still on, right? I mean, it is. Yeah, uh, I remember in college uh, when the uh, it was on Tracy Ullman, and then it branched out mm-hmm. and had uh, the the Christmas special. It was like its own, finally, like its own little, you know, by itself outside of the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, and I I was in college at the time, dude. I've had a couple of lifetimes since then right you I know, know. Yeah. and uh it, and yet here they are they're still and, going and they haven't aged a bit really they really haven't <laughs> yeah. So, yeah 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 when's, What's when's the secret Spark gonna grow up
0: yeah what is the secret when's i know Maggie Maggie gonna... she's a
1: vegan but uh, yeah oh, okay yeah <laughs> i i used to i used to watch that show religiously for oh god i don't know 10 years 15 years or whatever and then you know, like anything, you start to, you know, wane a little bit, lose a little bit of interest or run out of time and you have to make choices. And um, but yeah, I used to love a show. I, I used to describe it as, as one of the all time greatest satires. Yes. Right. I yeah. mean, it is so satirical in nature and, and making fun and poking fun at various things. Um, I, you know, it's brilliant. Um, not brilliant's a strong word. I know that it is but. a strong
0: word, but but I think you know it 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 does it in a way uh, that it is still largely family friendly, uh, I, you know, yeah, as yeah. opposed to like South Park, which is also very satirical. Yes, really not appropriate for anyone under the age of forty nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's you know it's 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 quite past the line. So, uh, but the Simpsons managed to 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 be you know uh to tell a story to make a point but mm-hmm. to, to do it in a way that you can watch it with your 10 year old and everybody gets something out of it
1: yeah yeah and 10's probably uh i when i was a, a dad with small kids I, I you know there there are certain things where you're like do you really want bart simpson you know because there was there was a time where you know uh don't have I think, a cow dude uh yeah exactly. <laughs> I think teachers were complaining that kids were right. just acting like Bart Simpson in school and it was right. just yeah. you know being totally irreverent and uh irreverent irreverent is what I meant to say. Uh and yeah, but you know uh every every parent's going to be a little different. I I always tended to to run on the conservative side uh because I was a communication major.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And uh let me tell you about the time where when I was at the University of Delaware and uh, there was a Dr. Juliet D was uh, one of my communication professors and uh, she was great. Chabs Lou was great. And there was this one time I uh, was sitting in class. It was one of those huge lecture halls. And so, you know, where we're like she's on a stage and had a table on the, uh-huh. you know, on a, a desk, I should say, or a table or something on, on the stage. And I'm in the very back. So if she's, it's almost like watching a performance, you know, like she's real small, <laughs> but um she all of a sudden stood up on her chair, then stood up on the desk and then yelled the top of her lungs. She said, if you remember one thing from this class, let it be this. Watch TV with your children. And then she got back down oh. and it worked. Yeah. I remembered that. I remembered other things from the class too, but that one right. just really stood out.
0: Yeah. Well, I watched a little TV tonight with my son. What was it? Well, we watched uh, the last episode of Ahsoka. So. Oh, um, yeah.
1: What'd you think? Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, can't wait for the 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 movie, right? I, I mean, I there's so many cliffhangers in the TV series. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're building about, something up there.
0: They really are. Yeah. This is a launching pad for something greater, I think. So
1: well, a whole new generation maybe of movies. So, yeah. Did you read the books uh, that these are, these are loosely based on? I did not. Did uh, I mean, uh, we
0: watched rebels and clone wars and,
1: and okay. you know,
0: all those sorts of things, but I, I had never read the books.
1: Yeah. I, is it Timothy Zahn? I want to say is the writer, but mm-hmm. yeah. there was like a, a trio of books um, and it was uh, heir to the throne. I want to say. Um, and, you know, I'm a Wars fan. I'm not a Wars fanatic. You know, I can't, yeah. I can't like, I mean, there's, there are people I'm finding out that, you know, there's so many books out there about some of the stuff that this is getting into that I wasn't aware of, you know, like these, these, these other, lack of a better word, religion within the star Wars, um, mm-hmm. you know, mythos that uh, you know, there's the father, then the son, the daughter, yeah the and, Mortis God, uh, just right yeah 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 just really yeah. interesting real interesting stuff but you know um yeah yeah but what uh what did little bobby think of it i hit i think he really enjoyed it so
0: it's hard for him to to sit down and watch something with me he's got his own sort of preferences and and mm-hmm. timeline but uh when it comes to that he's he that's one thing he's willing to sit down and i think um we're going to start watching loki next week so Oh, okay. Season two, so that's another thing. He'll watch those Marvel shows with me for the most part. So, cool.
1: Precious yeah. time. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, we just, uh we just, my wife and I just watched uh, the first two episodes of Loki. Yeah, good oh, stuff. Yeah, good stuff.
0: Very good things. So, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I'm one of those people who, I, I, I get a little, I wouldn't say annoyed, but just I, I kind of throw my hands up in the air these people who complain about uh you know the disney plus marvel shows or the star Mm, wars shows and like you know what man when i was a kid or i was a teenager and you would tell me these things existed yeah i would have just been like thank you i would just been like you know what uh just i feel like um you know uh what what was the jack nicholson uh character on a few good men um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the you colonel, know, Colonel Jessup. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where he said something like, you know, you should just say, thank you. You know, <laughs> like, you know, right. yeah, and, and move on, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, and I feel like I want to say that to these people who are just yeah. complaining about, you know, I don't know, this special, this special effect or this yeah. um,
0: spoiled, you know what that is?
1: That's privilege.
0: Cause <laughs> That's I was happy. I'm sure you were happy. I was happy when Lou Ferrigno and the incredible Hulk, you know, right. Right. Bixby, you know, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you know, all those shows came out where they, they were so crappy. Oh yeah. But we were happy. Loved and watching. we liked it. And we liked it, you know? So, uh, you know, just be grateful that we've got this steady diet now of amazing things. It may not yeah. be perfect, but it's pretty fantastic. And, and yeah, exactly, my 13 year old son thinks they're pretty fantastic and that's who they're really for. So
1: yeah. Are they? I don't know, Bob.
0: Well, uh, for, I think they're for, you know, they're not for you know 50, 60 year old guys. I can assure you of that. They're, you know, oh, they're for a younger audience.
1: I think they're I think they're for a full wide. I well, think they want I to do, cast but, their net as well, wide as possible.
0: But I don't think you know the 50, 60-year-old guys are really like the top of their priority list for you know, for uh fan service these days. It's true on Disney it's true. Plus. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, I, I'm sure they want their viewership, but but we're not the ones that are going after, you know, cultivating mm. a, a generation of, of fans. Well,
1: that's why they made Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: right. that's right. And those little
1: adorable crab guys.
0: Oh, you
1: mean from Ahsoka? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah and
0: yeah, those yeah. little what were those things you know in uh on on Luke's world there where he was holed up you know oh little, like yeah oh! yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big eyes you know so yeah
1: yeah marketing right and jar jar banks jar jar yeah yeah. Yeah. So. yeah it is what it is yeah uh birthdays this week birthdays this week the the other one I I saw uh because if you're listening on this uh November 1st and happy uh All Souls day too there Bob Oh, well, thank you very much.
0: Happy uh, happy birthday to your soul.
1: I appreciate it. it. Actually, actually yeah. technically, I mean, we're yeah. recording this on October 16th. Uh, technically, my birthday was yesterday. And so uh, I had a really nice birthday. Um, yeah. uh, I had, uh, you know, I'm a big Eagles fan. And there was a game, um, you know, uh, late afternoon, 425 kickoff uh, versus Jets. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to have my wife, my kids with me. You mean, know, rather than like sit around a TV and, you know, that's not a whole lot of it was fun for me, but I don't think it'd be fun for them. I went yeah. ahead and I got us four tickets to the game because it was I in a midlife that. stadium yeah. in New York. It's about an hour away. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was dreading the, the weather all week because it looked like it was going to be pouring. And uh, sure enough, weather turned out great it was a beautiful day for tailgating. We got there a few hours early. We set up in this place. We got a uh, table and chairs. We got we got this little grill, portable grill. You would have loved it. We made some impossible burgers. And uh, and then uh, we brought our cornhole uh you know, and we were playing cornhole. We have music going. Uh making friends all around us, even, you know, Jets Jets fans. And uh, then we went to the game and uh, at the very end, uh, the Eagles blew it. So it didn't end the way I would like to, but the whole day was a fun day yeah. uh, because at the end of the day, it's, it's who you spend time with. And I was with my three favorite people.
0: Yep. I saw, I saw the photos. You guys looked like you were having a ball. So mm-hmm. yeah, good for you and uh, belated happy birthday.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, and then for everybody who's listening right now, it'd be very belated. Yeah. so uh just mark your calendars <laughs> next year all right uh right all right um but uh, speaking of birthdays this week uh, the only one um that i came up that was a actual comic creator um is steve ditko uh steve ditko uh his birthday is november 2nd and um he uh was most famous for amazing spider-man right he did like the first three years of uh, of uh, the amazing spider-man series with uh stan lee and uh, that's probably what he's most famous for but um he did actually do a, he never did a captain america comic but he did a couple of avengers annuals in the mid 80s so he did avengers annual 13 uh interesting he did the pencils john Byrne inked him and so uh, it's a very interesting art. You could definitely see John Byrne's style on that. And then two years later in 86, um, Avengers Annual 15, uh, he did the pencils and Klaus Jensen inked him. Okay. And you could definitely see a difference there. Yeah. I mean, if you if you were to take the art and looked at these two annuals side by side, completely different looking art, and it's obviously because of the anchor.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: Uh, so... Uh just celebrating uh Steve Divko.
0: Celebrate good times, come on. That's it for me, man.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh one of my also, favorite songs, man. Is it really?
0: Yeah, I love that. It always makes me happy.
1: Oh, you know what? You yeah. would have my my uh my my weddings. Yeah. <laughs> uh I made a list of songs to play, a list of songs not to play. Yeah. And uh I think celebrate <laughs> celebrate made it on the list of not to find.
0: Oh no, you know what's another song? I, I realized it today. It's as far as I'm concerned, it should be on the top five, let's no top ten songs of all time for
1: Just joyful energy. Is this the wreck of Ella Fitzgerald again? No, that's not. No, no,
0: it's it's raining men by the weather. (laughs) I know you probably haven't heard that song for a long time, but I've been hearing Uh, it a lot on the radio. I I crank that bad boy up and I'm like, you know this is a fun song. Uh, I think it was like 78 or 79. Oh, it,
1: it was later than that, dude.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I think it was on seventies. 70s 70s. I don't know. I thought it was a late, late, like, okay. 70s. All right. Yeah. I, but I, in I, any could, case, I mean, it was rocking, you know, and I was like, Damn, the weather girls have some great voices <laughs> and they got some amazing range and they're having a ball. Uh, I remember the, I remember the video. Uh,
1: uh-huh. so maybe
0: it was late, maybe it was early eighties, um, but man, what a what a great song! I mean, every time I'm toe tapping, driving my car, I'm macking, uh-huh. like volumes up to eleven, and uh-huh. I am I'm loving that song. So
1: 1982.
0: All right, eighty two. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> I want to quote it like <laughs> like I like the little preamble. Uh huh. You know, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep.
0: Yeah. yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. I, everybody's gonna go out listen to it on
1: YouTube. Oh, and they're all going to curse you. Thank you for putting that song in our head for the day.
0: No, it's humidity's rising. Oh good stuff. Come on, I want to hear. No, it. I just. I, I, all I know is Rick. Some some days I just want to rip off the roof and stay in bed.
1: aha uh-huh.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. So I don't. It's but... raining, man. Hallelujah. My wife's probably like, "What the hell is going on in there? I thought this was supposed to be a okay. well, Captain America."
1: <laughs> oh, well, maybe it's raining Captain America men.
0: There you go. Right? Yes, it's raining right. vampires tonight.
1: Ooh, let's, yeah. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, yeah, New York Comic Con was not too long ago, and uh, there was a couple of announcements. One thing that really stood out to me that was really cool was the Avengers Twilight series. That is going to be written, It's a you know, a limited series written by Chip Zdarsky and Daniel Acuna doing the art. And um, that comes out January. And I like futuristic stories. I do, too. I like seeing like these, you know, uh, alternate reality type of things. Mm. And this one takes place in, in, you know, a future. And Steve's apparently no longer Captain America. And uh, it looks cool. Yeah, I think it has a lot of potential. And I, you know, it's it's a six-issue series I
0: think and uh, they can tell quite a quite a bit of a story in six issues. So, yeah. I I'm, I'm for one looking
1: forward to it. Uh, Chip Zdarsky uh did an Excellent run on Daredevil. Loved his run on Daredevil. He's a really good writer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did like what the the life of Spider-Man or something. What, what was that series? That was really good.
1: I'm not sure yeah I'm not a big spidey fan. So I, I, I read I'm...
0: that one. It was a, again, a limited series. Uh, oh, yeah,
1: Life and times of Spider-Man or something like that. yeah, okay uh, d- for Halloween, Bob, I know we can't talk about Halloween because it didn't happen yet. Mm. but i I want to get a story from you when when i when you finally get to uh, sorry. but uh, let's pretend Halloween happened last night because it's November first, all right right mm-hmm. uh so bob i had these kids uh come to my door last night and uh you know one of them i i really couldn't tell what they were they had like a like I i don't know they, they look like some sort of like musical instrument or something like that and uh so i asked the one kid and i said uh so who are you supposed to be and he said i'm a harp and i'm like aren't you aren't you Too little to be a harp? And he said, Are you calling me a liar? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness,
0: Rick. Where did you get that one? uh believe it or not church Church.
1: (laughs) my pastor had said that
0: oh it's a pastor joke there's only one thing worse than a dad joke and that's a pastor joke
1: (laughs) he had another one (laughs) he had another one because it it fit in with his homily about uh about dressing up for for um uh, uh, wedding and, and all that and he said what and and you probably know the answer this way what is the difference between a poorly dressed man on a unicycle and a well-dressed man on a bicycle.
0: What is the difference?
1: Attire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, that's a good one, right? Yeah, that's a good one. All right, I, I give that one an A plus.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'll be oh, come that on! Like, I actually liked. Are you calling
0: me a liar? <laughs> well, I like that one better. I'm trying to figure out how I can like steal these and use them in my class. So that I can't use the the harp one because I don't. Why do not? It. Don't do you do do I don't do anything on music, but I do have a class on no, transportation. No, but you could, you could
1: do something after Halloween and say, "Hey, I had a kid come to my
0: door." No, I don't tell jokes like that. My joke has to do with the class subject matter.
1: Oh, sort of like my hellos.
0: So, yeah. So if I have a, like, if we do food security one week, then joke has to be about a food, right? If I do oh, it okay. about energy, it has to be about like energy, you know? So, but this I can use for my transportation class. So.
1: <laughs> well, and you're will. welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So let's, should we get to the, Did we get to the story? That's probably a good idea.
0: If we don't, then it's kind of Christmas will be upon us by the time we get done. <laughs>
1: All right, so today we're covering Captain America six zero one, and uh, they had gone back to the uh, legacy numbering because it this was during the Ed Brubaker run, right? So Ed Brubaker launched Volume five uh, in two thousand five, I want to say, um, and it was you know this long, long uh series and obviously a lot of people remember it because he brought back bucky introduced winter soldier captain Amer- and civil war was going on captain america 25 steve rogers was killed bucky became the new captain america per steve's wishes and uh you know the whole story thereafter then and at some point later on it 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 turned into uh captain america legacy like numbering right so it was like Six hundred was a big issue, uh, you know. Ross, Alex Ross cover and so on, mm-hmm. and then here's six oh one, and so this is just a a single one issue tale, but it's a pretty special tale, Bob. Uh, it is. Uh, it takes place a few years earlier during the Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a kind of like a, uh, a a. It's a little out of time right it's it's not in continuity and it's a tale uh takes place during that where um and we'll see here flashback story to to world war ii and it is written by ed brubaker who is the the writer on this series but it's it's drawn and uh, penciled and inked by legendary gene cullen now we had just covered last episode uh, we covered in episode 159. We did Captain America 256, which was the uh, return to Graymore Castle or something like that, right? Um, and so uh, Gene Colin came and, and had done this uh, particular kind of one-shot story that was kind of kind of a fill in story. Um, and previously to that, you know, he had done A nice run in 1969 to 1971 of being the regular penciler on Captain America. So it was actually issues 116 to 137. So he then had this long gap from 1971 to 1981. So 10 years go by and he does 256. And then this longer gap from 1981 to 2009, does he come back and he he does this issue 601. Now uh tragically you know a couple years later he he passes and so this ends up being his last comic interior while he was alive and uh what a legendary career so he started in the late 40s and uh he was doing you know um uh, pencils all the way back in 1948 and so he had a, a really impressive 60 year career and a, during the course of his time he did 1246 stories wow yeah That's that yeah. translates into nearly 16,000 pages that he worked on he also did 465 covers now these these are numbers that i i'm you know, just doing online research, maybe they're off here or there, but whatever. I mean, those are impressive numbers. They are. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and, you know, he, I mean, he
0: his career bookended you know at least until that time 2009 right at his passing bookended captain america's history he, he 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 penciled uh captain america you know comics uh i think what 72 and and the cover for uh, and an interior story for captain america's weird tales 75 which was the last uh issue of of that volume one back in the yeah. 1940s and and then you know to close it out with uh with uh, six, 601 um, uh, his career close out for which he won uh, an Eisner award for that for that story. so yeah, um, just a, an amazing run
1: yeah, he, you're absolutely right he uh, he now he had had a Hall of Fame Eisner award winner uh, you know, years prior, but uh, for this particular issue, 601, um, he and Ed Baker won the Eisner award for best single issue. So we're uh, we're very excited to to cover it today. Um, other creators on this particular issue, we have uh, colorist Dean White, letterer Dave uh, Lamp Lamper? Lampier, I think it is, and then editor uh, Tom Brevort. So this had a uh, release date of July fifteenth, two thousand nine, but a cover date of September two thousand nine uh and you want me to read the solicitation for this bob i would be disappointed if you didn't a special double-sized issue featuring art by the legendary gene cullen bucky and nick fury uncover a lost tale from cap and bucky's days in world war ii a tale of horror and war and brothers in arms uh yeah double-sized issue yeah he goes out with a bang i mean this actually ends up being 40 pages of art. Mm. Uh, and the fact that he penciled and inked it uh, is pretty cool. Um, the question is, because the story takes place during Civil War, uh, I wonder if he started on it back then. And it just, you know, it, <laughs> it took, took, took um, so long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's a good question. Yeah. And then and then or maybe it's one of those stories that, um, you know, they they have, uh what do they What? how do they call it uh in the bucket or whatever um it's a it's a story like okay well we'll, we'll maybe it was going to be an annual or a special or we'll, right. we'll slide yeah. it in at some point but they but you know every maker story uh, series was so uh intertwined right like yeah. it has been hard to kind of interrupt it with this yeah
0: yeah, that's got some got some good that's some good, uh, that's some good uh, critical thinking you got going on there, Rick. I think you got something there. I do think, uh, you know, maybe uh, in either case, you know, it probably uh, took quite a bit of time, and or had been sitting around for quite some time, and this was the opportune moment to uh, to you know bring it out and and publish it. And, and of course, I think we're all glad that uh, that they did get it done uh, before Gene's passing, and he had a chance to see it. Uh, now the
1: cover on this Bob is uh, done by by Gene Colon, Uh and then uh, I think colors are are by Dean White, which is interesting. Usually colors don't get um, credited on covers, but uh, do you want to describe it to the listeners? Sure, yeah. So it's a uh, it's it's
0: a pretty interesting um, action you know shot here. Uh, in the background, we see we see combat going on. We see the uh, rolling hills of what we can assume is someplace in northern Europe, and there is ex- there's explosions going off. You know, perhaps artillery or mortar shells. You know, going off. We see. We see wounded soldiers on the ground. We see soldiers up and, and running. You know, one in particular is carrying an ammo can away uh, up in the sky. We see a, a German Messerschmitt, uh, you know, uh, bomber. Um, maybe he's the source of, of those explosions on the ground. But in the foreground, we see Cap, and he's he's kneeling on the ground and cradling a, uh, a wounded soldier in his arms, um, and uh, you know, with a great look of concern. So this the soldier appears to be mortally wounded uh yeah. and uh we don't know what the cause of that was maybe it was uh the warfare going on or maybe it was something else indeed so i suspect we'll find out in the interior pages
1: so uh what was the 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 german plane at the top Schmidt? oh you know his name is my name too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very nicely done yes uh <laughs> Uh, Also at the top, Bob, uh, it does have a it it points out above the 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 title dress of Captain America, which is using, by the way, the old, uh, you know, 40s logo, which they brought back. uh, In the in the the 80s, Um, but it says a very special issue of Captain America. All right, uh, let's get to the inside. Now, it does have a, um, a page. We don't, we don't consider this an art page, but uh, it is a page that basically describes uh, the story. Do you want to take the listeners through this, Bob?
0: Sure, yeah. In the dark days of the early 1940s, Steve Rogers, a struggling young artist from the Lower East Side of Manhattan, found himself horrified by the war raging overseas. Desperate to help, he was rejected by the US Army as unfit for service when he tried to enlist. Undeterred, convinced this was where he needed to be, he was selected to participate in a covert military project called Operation Rebirth. There, he was chosen by scientist Abraham Erskine as the first human test subject, and overnight was transformed into America's first super soldier, Captain America. Now he and his former partner from World War II, James Bucky Barnes, AKA the Winter Soldier, fight to protect the people and the country they love from the forces that would destroy them. And then way, way, way down at the bottom, it says, this story takes place during Civil War and before Captain America number 25. Captain America created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby.
1: Very nice. Ah, uh, two things of note on here. The editor in me, uh, when he goes desperate to help, comma there's no space after the comma, uh, and ah, uh, that, that just like, just a you know a little alarm goes off when I see <laughs> stuff like that. I'm like, come on. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then the other thing is, it says now um, as the first human test subject now this story came out seven years after the miniseries the truth i'm curious as to why they made a point to say first human test subject um because the truth uh, which i believe is in continuity um basically says well no he steve wasn't the first they experimented on uh, a bunch of african-americans first to make sure they got it right and then they gave it to steve rogers
0: really i don't recall that was that the whole plot of the no, truth i don't think that was I, I don't think i think some people have made that conclusion but i don't think that was the case because uh, I, I think those occurred in an effort to try to reproduce the the super soldier serum that died with Erskine.
1: Wasn't it, the, was it, the, it's based in real life, uh, was it Tuscany project? The, T- the Tuskegee experiments. Tuske- yeah, that's right. The Tuskegee yeah. experiments. Yes. Uh, okay. I, yes. I could be wrong. I, I thought.
0: I mean, we do see, uh, we do see them reading
1: Captain America comics uh, in the field. In the field later. Yeah. In later yeah yeah wasn't you know, when they were getting tested on
0: no I mean uh, you know I, I don't know what that time frame was but I, I do remember there was a lot of controversy even when uh even when the Falcon and the winter soldier came out because mm-hmm. it has uh, Isaiah portrayed in that about you know, did this happen before cap or after cap and I and I think that was definitively cleared up by somebody or other. I think it might've been me, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I do think it was an, it was an effort to reproduce the serum. One of many efforts to try to reproduce that. And they experimented because they didn't quite have it.
1: Yeah. I, I seem to recall that. And, and maybe this isn't a uh, Canon, maybe it was just conversation, but I seem to recall there was the conversation of, Listen, back then in the 40s, were they really going to test things out on white soldiers or were they going to test things out on black soldiers, right? Again, based on the whole Tuskegee, yeah. Tuskegee, I'm getting that spelled sound, but um, but you know, uh, those experiments um, that, so I don't
0: know, I don't know. No, and I think that's a reasonable, you know, leap to make, but I, I but I think, I think the creators took some pains to, uh, d- d- you know, they didn't want to, I think that's a bridge too far. Okay. You know, to uh, to take Steve Rogers out of first place as the, you know, the first. Yeah,
1: guy. see, I think people got upset about that because they yeah. wanted Steve to be the first, yeah, but I do think a lot of people were upset.
0: And I think, uh, but I think the creators took pains to like, not, not take that road. Um, okay. It, it was bad enough that they experimented You know like the tuskegee experiments on on these folks in an effort to simply reproduce the missing components of that serum
1: okay fair enough yeah uh i will now move on to the comic (laughs) well i mean if
0: you were because if you recall erskine was not involved in that story
1: i do recall yes um okay all right um you realize we're going to get tons of comments. I I, I, I <laughs> knew that as soon as the words left my mouth. As soon as the words left my mouth. I was like, I'm opening myself up yes, for <laughs> uh, complete ridicule and then a whole bunch of debate. And uh, just, guys, uh, be, just be nice. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> all right. Um, all right, so let's get to the first page here. And it says... An undisclosed location, and we see a Nick Fury, uh, classic Nick Fury, I have to probably point that out, and he's in a classic shield uniform, blue uniform with the kind of the white uh holster and bandolier around him and all that type of thing. and he's sitting in a, in a large chair and he's watching various um screens large screens and on the large screens we see heroes fighting each other so you see iron man versus captain america we see thor versus uh uh, what they called him what black goliath i think it was right yeah that's uh, bill foster foster Yeah. yeah and we see thor going up against bill foster and we hear From behind him what are you doing fury analyzing intel what intel it's a fight and we see twitter soldier and he's uh, kind of leaning up against the doorframe holding a very large weapon no there's something not right about it don't you worry about it buggy I'll figure it out I'll bet you will that's what you do right among other things and he turns his chair and looks at him. Must have been weird to you, the whole Civil War thing. Seeing the good guys taking on each other, killing each other. And then uh, we see on the screen there, that is the uh, actually the Thor clone who is using uh, like uh, his hammer and lightning. And uh, it is. He's, he's killing Bill Foster there. Not exactly. The Red Skull once turned the evaders against me. The whole team? That must have sucked. We got through it, but that wasn't the only time I saw our own people turned against themselves. And certainly not the worst one. And then we cut to or War II. And uh, we see a war-torn European town. Uh, buildings that uh, have the roofs blown off of them. And sides falling down. And we see U.S. troops in uh, their gear and their helmets carrying their rifles in a darkened night with the rain coming down on them. And where are they, Bob?
0: They are in Baston, Belgium.
1: Yeah, that's early February 1945. And then we see a uh, Bucky Barnes with his tommy gun and he's walking into a building going upstairs and he comes into a room on the top floor and he sees captain america you spot anything nah not even a footprint damn it to hell this town was supposed to be safe now and then we look down caps cradling a soldier in his arms cap i'm here soldier I got you. I'm cold. It's so cold in Europe. And Bucky's leaning over them. Ain't that the truth? And the title of this one, Bob, is... Red, White, and Blue Blood. So then the the fallen soldier in Cap's arms says, I, I saw you once before, you know, in France. C- can't remember the town that was some rough fighting Mm-mm. not for you seeing you in action that that was something a guy like you a hero never figured you had time for for a grunt like me you and i aren't so different i'm just a soldier too and there was a time not too long ago when i wasn't even that we turn to the next page, and we see this montage of him uh, going through being pre-serum Steve Rogers to post-serum Steve Rogers, and it's a really cool, um, you know, background of uh, of New York City. I mean, uh, how would you describe it, Bob?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, behind him is the uh, the elevated subway. You know, you, you see that in movies like you know, obviously you saw it in like the Godfather and in uh uh, you know, I don't know what part of, of, of Manhattan that is, but, uh, but they've got the elevated subway and then there's, you know, sellers, you know, lining the seat, uh, the sidewalk, selling fruit and, and vegetables and things like that, old cars. And, and, and you see newspapers blowing around too. And, uh, and Steve's, Steve's got his hands in his pocket. He's got a rumpled suit on. That's, it's obviously a couple sizes too big for him. You know, his ties blowing in the wind. And he's looking down at one of the one of the newspapers. And, and the headline of the newspapers are Nazis Invade Poland.
1: I was just a skinny 18-year-old kid from New York City who wasn't up to the Army's standards until a general approached me about an experiment. The United States was hoping to create a super soldier. I didn't even have to think about it. I just jumped at the chance. Cut to the next page. And we see the two of them, again, giving comfort to this fallen soldier. But I never knew this damn war would go on so long, soldier, or cost so much. And just like you, there's nothing I want more than to see my home again. To hear the vendors calling out as they wind through the streets in the morning. To see Central Park in the winter. Steve. Steve. He, he's gone poor guy this isn't fair are you sure about this only one way to know sadly we wait and they stand up over top of him and just kind of look down and then we see he's dead but then his eyes open up bob <gasps> and then he turns into this monster with fangs and his his hands have grown long fingers with long nails and he 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 looks shaggy and oh my god he he actually has like longer hair now and he stands up and he yells Bob (laughs) Bucky now got it and he hits him with the shield and then bucky grabs a broken piece of lumber that's pointy and he stabs it into the torso of this monster and it makes a noise bob and then the monster makes a noise that was a That <laughs> was not the noise i was expecting oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> it could have been a little deeper you know you didn't.
0: oh baby yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> ah or something okay I don't know. okay <laughs> Yeah. no no I want to live I know soldier and I'm sorry but this is no life for you and then he takes his shield and uh, cuts off his head <laughs> blood goes everywhere and the head just falls to the ground. And then the, uh, Bucky and him go outside into a burning city. The town's on all the flames and smoke everywhere, even though the rain is pouring down on them. You okay? No, not even a little bit. Should we go check on our wire to Union Jack? Yes. Let's be sure the barren blood is still in his grave. And I like this panel because of the of the, the shading yeah. and the, the lighting from mm-hmm. the fire versus the shade from the darkness. it's a, it's a really cool, just just the, the shading on it is, and, and the coloring on it is really cool. And if he is, then let's go find out who the hell is turning our boys into vampires. And then we cut to the next page, Bob, quite the uh, platoon they got going there this is
0: yeah i mean this is right out of saving private ryan or um what, what was that dang, dang show that was on hbo band of brothers uh, yeah band of brothers right right out of band of brothers or something like that
1: it was a little more than two weeks since the battle of the Arden ended and a few days since pat headed south cap and i were stationed with the remnants of two platoons in baston waiting for reinforcements until we could follow the general to the front and the guys are all in their their deal and their backpacks and their helmets and um and there's a small little looks like a child civilian carrying a bucket of water and they're pointing to her but she's got her head down she doesn't want any trouble The winter months in Belgium had been hard on the troops, and they'd seen a lot of their friends die. To say it was miserable time would be letting it off easy. And then we see Cap and Bucky in a, in a tent, a communications tent, and reading a uh, you know some sort of telegram or something. Damn it. Not barren blood, huh? No. His tomb was checked. The skeleton is still in it. So this isn't someone we've dealt with before. And then we cut to uh, next panel here, and we see vampires roaming around. In the days since most of the troops shipped out, three soldiers had died, turned to vampires, roaming wild among their own men, terrifying the villagers who began straggling back to reclaim their homes. On top of all that, the Allied command had managed to schedule a USO show here to shore up morale before we had to move out. Sure enough, they're uh, building up a little stage. And over the past week, the USO crew had enlisted the men to help rebuild the theater and town for their show. Considering some of the talent involved, they didn't have any trouble scaring up volunteers. Describe the talent, Bob. It looks like a, a young lady, uh, a blonde, and
0: she is wearing uh, some hot pink pants and a hot pink sweater with uh, looks like sort of a hot pink feather boa. So, uh, yeah, and she's got uh, dark sunglasses on as well, Rick. So very, very attractive. Just the sort of uh, performer you might expect to see uh, in a USO show uh, during World War II. They, I think they had like Marlene Dietrich and... Uh, Gosh, who else? Uh, lots of lots of the movie starlets uh, from that time um, went on tour with the USO to entertain the troops.
1: Interesting though, she's wearing sunglasses. You pointed out, and it's dark, Bob. Right, exactly. Those Hollywood types—they
0: are just so into themselves.
1: And then somebody had some some cameras. Miss Arnett, over here. Oh no, boys, really. No pictures, please. I don't even have my makeup on. She turns away and puts her hand up so no one can take a photo of her face. And then uh, her co-star comes out. You heard the lady boys. And someone's like, "Bob, who does that look like?" It does. It does look like a uh, a little
0: chubbier uh, Bob Hope. Got the. He's definitely got the telltale uh, Bob Hope nose. Uh, Given away. And yeah.
1: Yep. We figured at least the pinup girls and musicians would keep the troops from noticing some of their brothers had gone missing. But we knew that wouldn't last. The villagers could sense something was wrong. Even though the Nazis were finally gone, they didn't feel safe. We had to get to the bottom of it. And we had to do it fast. That's a cool scene.
0: That is, I like I like uh, just the, just the framing of it and the depth, the perspective um, it shows. You know, of the whole village stretched out in front of them, mm-hmm. uh, the soldier walking his patrol, and uh, just the destruction, the rubble. It's really mm-hmm. well done.
1: And the lightning in the background,
0: right? And rain. I mean, it's very as we as we said last episode, very atmospheric.
1: Talk about that woward yeah this next page has an amazing uh I guess a half page splash of the you know the town just just really demolished uh you could see things caving in uh collapsed roofs that are have holes in them uh but the detail of the roofs right you see the shingles on every one of the roofs you see the construction you know the the destruction of of bricks and and boards everywhere. You see,
0: yeah, I mean, we see, uh, you know, the exposed beams in the torn up rooftops. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, yeah, you're right, and it's an interesting perspective, right? Because you're you're looking down at an angle at this at this village, really, and it, it has seen better days for sure.
1: Yep, and then of course the whole the rain coming down. Lucky for us, there was one house in town that looked like it probably holds some answers. Look at this place. Hand-drawn crucifixes, garlic strung up around the doors. Let's hope it's just not some superstitious old woman, scared half out of her mind. He's knocking on the door. Hello? Is anybody home? Hmm. Nobody's answering. Maybe they don't speak English. And then you see an old lady open up uh, the, the uh, boarded-up window, and she's almost like an old gypsy lady, right? Actually, boy, I know many languages. It is only you Americans who expect the entire world to speak your way. You're talking to the wrong Americans then, madam, because the only thing I hope to hear from you is the truth and I'll take it in whatever language you like. Hmm. So she lets them in. Very well. I am certain that you, at least, are not of the devil's breed that poisons this place. So come in. I'll tell you what truth I know, though sadly it is not much. You see, when the Germans invaded, we thought that was the worst horror had ever faced, and what do you see, Bob?
0: Uh, I see, uh, I see German tanks, you know, coming down the street, and uh, women and children running. Yeah, so it is is definitely, uh, you know, those tanks were uh, fearsome. The German tanks were far more uh, far better than even our own during World War II and were their most fearsome uh, weapon.
1: Mm-hmm. as his little kid in the front in the street indeed yes and she it looks to
0: be the same child we saw earlier
1: yeah because it's got the you know same scarf yeah or similar anyway maybe that was a a popular dress code at the time
0: it was when i was in high school
1: Oh yeah? oh yeah, the Ascot. Uh, I think yeah, you were wearing, I right? Had,
0: I had a, uh, I had a, an olive drab cashmere scarf. I used to wear. I think it was, you know, from the whole, pr- maybe pretty in pink. Mm. Remember uh, who's the guy who plays Ultron? James Spader. Mm-hmm. And remember that okay. movie? It was James Spader and? Uh, I don't and,
1: remember Ultron in that movie.
0: Well, Jimmy, <laughs> James Spader, Andrew McCarthy, Molly mm-hmm. Ringwald. Oh. I think that was uh, you know, Ringwald. Ringwall. wall it was at 16 candles
1: yes mm-hmm.
0: yeah anyway they all wore uh they all wore scarves so Ooh. that was like really big when like 1982 1983 maybe you know going into okay 84. yeah so I, I had my scarf nice yeah
1: yeah i wore an onion on my belt <laughs> it was the style of the time
0: an onion just like yeah. a, a,
1: sorry I'm, I'm i'm actually quoting grandpa simpson <laughs> We were, And we wore an onion on our belt. It was the style at the time. Uh, and then, so we got back to uh, the lady telling Steve and, and James about the, uh, the Nazis. As they rounded up the Jews and the gypsies and marched them away forever. These were the blackest days our village had seen. But there was one among them an SS officer who made those black days even more terrible whenever the sun went down. Do you remember the man's name? Of course I remember. Helmut von Schula. The first time I saw him, I knew what he was. My grandmother was from the old country, the weird places, and told me the signs to look for to keep myself safe. Von Schuller only walked the streets at night, and even the dogs fled before him. Then the butchery began. We lost so many in those first few weeks. Innocent women with their throats torn out. But where is he hiding? There must be a tomb somewhere. No, it is not Von Schuler you seek now. He left long ago. I saw him one night from my window, talking with a creature, much like a man, but not a man. And then the next day, he was gone. Rumor was he went east to fight the Russians. And then Bucky finds a drawing. This here. This was the creature you he met with? It was. It. I made a sketch so I wouldn't forget. Not that I could ever wipe that image from my nightmares. And what's it a drawing of, Bob? Oh, it is barren blood for sure. Yeah, he's got that. Definitely Those, you know, the the wings and the collar. Yes. Barren blood. Blood must have had subjects with Nazi ranks doing his bidding. Yes, but I can tell you not all of Von Schuller's victims stayed buried. So perhaps your answers lie among the dead. But our trip to the cemetery was delayed by a further complication. And there was a loud scream, Bob.
0: (laughs) You've got me gun shy about my screams now. Ah!
1: (laughs) So uh, Bucky and Cap uh, go to the rescue help somebody help me and how would you describe that creature that is holding that young young girl yeah i mean it's not like your typical like we think of a vampire you think of you know like a
0: bella lugosi right or christopher lee you know a handsome man white skin teeth you know very you know, very attractive, you know, he can attract women and with his, with his eyes, mesmerizing them, but this is like a cross between a vampire and and almost, almost like a, a, like a werewolf. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a very aggressively, you know, beast like face with very large fangs and nostrils and the crazy hair and the red eyes. It's uh, it's
1: terrifying. It really is terrifying. And um. I know I've seen them before. Is it like um, the Lost Boys, maybe? Yeah, very similar to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cap bus in. No, not again. No one else dies tonight. And he throws his shield. And uh, it hits then this next image of the face. Wowzers. Just disgustingly. And. Fierce and scary. And he uh he gives a loud roar, Bob. And the shield ricochets. And then the the child is dropped and Bucky's got his rifle. I got him and fires his rifle, Bob. But but, 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 but. And, uh, the the vampire
0: yells
1: (laughs) and falls down and then um, we see a couple of uh, US soldiers running towards that and they have the flashlight hold your fire and Steve yells no who goes there And this vampire comes running at one of the soldiers, and Cap's like, get back, stay away from him. And he goes and he kicks him and then uses the shield and knocks him down. And then the soldier's like, What what is that thing? That's wearing Frankie's uniform. Is that Frankie? And Cap takes his shield over his head to come down on it, and he says, Not anymore. We turn the page, and there's a shield coming down right on the neck. And the head goes flying. And Cap, he looks distraught. And then one of the soldiers said, what, what did you, my God. Easy soldier, take a step back. He just killed Frankie. Don't you tell me to. Your friend was already dead. Cop was just putting him out of his misery. And then there's the dead head. And you can see it's still gruesome. My God, look at him. He's some kind of monster. And so the whole camp went out there. with. And so the whole camp found out there were vampires in their midst. All through the next day you could just feel the tension building in the air. Soldiers keeping their distance from each other and keeping their rifles at the ready. By nightfall, you just knew something would go wrong. And I like this image, Bob. Yeah, right? It's like a I knew tent you would. Yeah. Tense, mm-hmm. and uh, they're being you could see by, by the lean, you know, strong winds and rain coming down. But there's like this large claw uh, yeah. over top of them all in it's a very like smoke.
0: Yeah, right. But no. but you're right. It's in the shape of a cl- like a clawed hand.
1: Right, and gripping them in fear. And we cut to one of the tents, and we see one soldier sitting there, and he's got his rifle, and he hears a noise. Marty, is that you? Marty. And he takes his gun. He just fires at the noise. Bam! Bam bam. Ah, I, I I did it. I freaking got him. And you can see this, this jar head sitting there, sweat coming down his brawl.
0: Oh, hold on, back up. Back, what? Back, 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 no, he's not a jar head.
1: He's not a jarhead. This is a soldier. All right, correct me, Bob. Tell me, tell me where I got that
0: wrong. <laughs> Jarheads are Marines? Yeah. So this is the uh, this is the the you know Western Front of Europe, post Battle of the Bulge, Patton's Army. These aren't jarheads; these are soldiers.
1: Carry on. Only jar jarheads are only Marines. Only Marines. Okay. Yeah. I learned something new today. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Well, common mistake. Yeah.
1: What would you call him then? What what would be the nickname for him? Not yeah. a jarhead. GI Joe. Is that what you Marines called the grunts?
0: Uh, well, uh, Marines are grunts, too. Infantry are grunts. Doesn't matter what branch you're in. Um, but what would we call soldiers? I don't know. Sad sacks. Sorry, piece. No, that's not right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, I think, you know, Um, I don't know what the what the common like like G.I. Joe or, you know. All right. Yeah, I don't know
1: so but then he he realizes that when he he got him he, he killed his his roommate his bunkmate and steve comes in here because of the noise and he pulls back the little tent door and he says what happened i oh god i shot marty and then bucky goes on to tell his story you see, most of the time, fear is the deadliest weapon of them all. And these soldiers had reason to be afraid. Good reason. Bob, take us, take, take, take the listeners through this page. It's an amazing page.
0: Yeah, it really is. So it's 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 sort of a hodgepodge of things, right? But it's it's it symbolizes sort of the mind's eye, right? So we see in the middle, we see capped, right? And, uh, and we see a shield, but we see these distorted images of, of like werewolves and vampires and all manner of, of monsters, right? And mm-hmm. lightning and everything is sort of swirly and distorted like, like the fear does to our minds, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it grips us. Uh, and, and this page sort of like, uh, it, it brings that sort of sense of dread and fear to life for us.
1: Yep, indeed. It's so well-crafted. Next page. Cap, what the hell are you doing? We've got soldiers turning on each other, scared out of their minds. So it's time to minimize our potential losses. And then lightning again. This USO show is canceled. The boys aren't going to like that. Tough. Tough. We can't have Mary Arnett and Terry Foyle exposed to this. We have to get them to safety before. And then he starts to like bend over and not in pain, but like something's overcoming him. Cap, what's wrong? Something I can't, I don't, the horror all around us. I I can feel it trying to get into my head. like barren blood did let me see red glowing eyes bob like someone's reading his mind and trying uh, to yeah. do something oh god no and uh i think we're already too late and he goes into the dressing room of mary wait wait a second a showgirl who doesn't like mirrors oh cap no I'm afraid so, pal. And then what do we see, Bob?
0: Oh my goodness, Rick. This is not the attractive Mary Arnett that we recall from the early pages of this story. She is now uh turned into a vampire. So she and an ugly one at that. A very unattractive vampire at that, yes. So I mean, she's wearing a nice flowing pink dress, as we might expect from Mary Arnett, but but she's got the big red eyes and sort of uh her hair is 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 all a swirl, almost like Medusa's snakes. And she's got those long, you know, long fingernails on her sharp claw-like uh hands.
1: Yeah, and I would and she's got a quite the receding hairline too. Like she's yeah. old, like she's been around for a while. She has been around. <laughs> Was that a showgirl comment? <laughs>
0: rick i I have nothing but the utmost respect for showgirls
1: oh my you boys are early i was going to breed a whole platoon of horrors to take care of you and she rushes steve with her big fangs out
0: those aren't fangs rick oh oh i'm sorry i was looking at the second panel
1: oh okay uh oh her eyes are hanging out (laughs) because they are they're bulging (laughs)
0: they really are they're bulging
1: And she laughs maniacally, but Steve kicks her away. Cap, look out. It's okay. I've got her, but that means that I've got you too. And she knocks away his shield and then she gets on top of him, but not in a good way, Bob. (laughs) And such a handsome young thing. You back off lady Dracula. And, uh, I don't know what he does here, because the next thing is, um, the curtains open and like sunlight's coming in, but I don't see him doing that. I don't see I, him pulling that away.
0: I, I don't think it. I don't think anybody touched it. I think it was just timing.
1: Mm, okay. And uh, yeah, so sunlight comes in. She turns her head and she looks, and then she lets out a loud scream. but Yeah, I see that one. That one's fine. Yeah, because that was more girl like. Good job. That's right. Did you forget what the time sunrise was? You actresses are always such night owls. And he fires his Tommy gun at her.
0: But-a, 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 but-a.
1: No. And she catches on fire, and then she runs and she crashes out the like a window, Bob.
0: On fire.
1: Mm hmm. And then she lands and she's on fire. And uh, the crowd comes out, including the the Bob Hope-like guy. Stay back. Let it burn. It? But that's Mary. Mary Arnett? But all the guys have been going to get their picture with her. It was a hard pill to swallow. But Steve wasn't satisfied for some reason. And we see the next day they're in a tent. Something about this is not right. We interviewed witnesses all day, Cap, and at least two of the soldiers were seen going into her dressing room. She turned them into vampires. But when did she get bitten? Their show's been all through Allied Europe the past month. Who knows where she ran into her personal Dracula? Why does it matter? Because she's not the only vampire I've killed in this town, Lieutenant but I want to make damn sure she's the last. Now, who else was she observed? with? Actually, Cap, there's that kid, the one who brings war around food and water. I think I saw Miss Arnett and her going for a walk. So then what's that kid's name? So they go to cemetery and they come up on uh cemetery of a,
0: what what's the name well looks like esme esme georges
1: okay uh 1932 to 1941 so she's only nine she's been dead since 1941 we should have seen this earlier how could we it's too much too much horror oh the poor american hero he forgot the price of war is time and hell. <laughs> and, and sure enough, it's that girl. Uh, and she's up in the, uh, in the tree. Oh my God. Look at those, those feet and hands, Bob.
0: They are very uh, beast-like animalistic, you know? And, uh, and I love the perspective of this because she's in the tree, but she's reaching toward Cap and Bucky. And so you have, you have that depth of perspective along her arm.
1: Uh, it's really quite creepy. Mm hmm. Damn it. It's a little kid. No, she's not, Steve. No, I'm not. And she dives at them. And Bucky fires. Bucky fires his weapon.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. You wanted another. Butter, 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 butter.
1: And then we cut back to modern day Winter Soldier telling this story to Nick Fury. And you can figure the rest out on your own, Fury. It's not a memory I care to repeat. So like I said, I'm no stranger to friendly fire. And there aren't many things uglier. Killing a little girl, even if she was a vampire, being one of them. Sometimes when I had a few whiskeys, I'll tell you about what Baron Strucker put the hellers through in Paris. We could swap our mental scars. So, where'd you two end up after that? Because I was with Patton by then, and I don't remember you joining us. Nah. Got sent back to England to guard some experimental plane. Then we ended up on Zemo's Island in the English Channel. And both of us got blown to hell. And back again. And he winks at fury. The end. Nice. That's a spooky tale. It was. It was a very spooky tale. Well, well crafted. Like Gene Colan could not have been a better pick for the art on this. In fact, the last page is a tribute to Gene Colan, which is nice because he's still alive at this point. Now, you know, he he's like 82 years old when he did this story and he passed uh, a little less than two years later. And there's a nice drawing that Gene Cullen did himself of him sitting at uh, an art table with a pipe in his mouth and his glasses on and all the characters that he worked on, including Cap. But uh, you see Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Namor, and uh, and there's a nice tribute at the at, underneath that. Bob, do you, you want to read that?
0: Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, Our special guest
1: artist this month
0: is as much a living legend as Captain America himself. Gene the Dean Colon has a history with the Sentinel of Liberty that extends back to the golden age of comics. Gene drew the cover to the very last issue of Captain America published in the 1940s. An undisputed master of the comic book form, Gene is best remembered for his character-defining runs on Daredevil, Iron Man, Submariner, Tomb of Dracula, Doctor Strange, and howard the duck more an illustrator than a cartoonist gene pioneered an approach to drawing comics that's come to be known as painting with a pencil and expanded the frontiers of what comic book art could look like we members of the modern day marvel bullpen salute gene colin and his tremendous accomplishments over his stunning six decade career
1: that's a very nice uh tribute
0: it really is yeah yeah and, and as you said, I mean, for it to be done while Gene was still alive to uh, enjoy it, says mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And 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 well deserved too. I mean, he's just a master illustrator. Um, so, all right, Bob. Thoughts on the story?
0: I uh, I I love this, you know, uh, you know, the 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 art itself, you know, it's it's not what you typically see in a lot of comics. Right. As, Mm -hmm. As we as we talked about in 256 and this. It's a very dark and dreary. It's a very uh, intense, you know. Uh, and and they said it in the in the you know in that tribute. It's painting with a pencil. Mm-hmm. So as others have described it, it's very atmospheric, but it's very real to life as well. I mean, there's so many scenes of destruction uh, during World War II um, that, that could be could be taken from a newsreel. It could be taken from mm-hmm. you know a newspaper photograph. So um, you know, there's a lot to really feast on with with your eyeballs uh, as you read this story and it's just a fun not a fun story but it's an interesting engrossing story i think of uh of, of cap and bucky in world war ii and who doesn't enjoy that from every now and again
1: yeah uh, i well said i i agree um and i i'll i'll admit um i wasn't a fan of this issue when it first came out uh, because i i don't think i had an appreciation for gene Collin at that time um and i was so used to you know the house style that volume five had you know with steve epting and mike perkins and butch geis uh you know and and others that this was a little jarring for a captain america story perfectly fine if you want to do a tomb of dracula story Mm -hmm. um but uh i don't know i i just I didn't appreciate it at the time, um, but now, um, in you know, in retrospect, I I look at it and and I think um, it was perfect, you know, just because of the tale that was that was done, that uh, the eeriness and and the atmosphere that he painted certainly uh, did. And listen, uh, Ed Brubaker did a nice job with the story too.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's not. We shouldn't overlook that, right? Because uh, you know, it's an unusual story. It's not typically of of what what you saw in uh, his runs of Captain America. It did take him out of you know sort of the what we would expect, um, and I think it, him and him and Gene pulled it off really well.
1: Yeah, and he could have gone the route of barren Blood, yeah. but instead he he decided to uh, introduce this other uh, SS. Common commander or whatever that uh, mm-hmm. became the the vampire, and then <laughs> and then he was gone. <laughs> yeah. You now he introduced him and then you know he's done. So I do like that though, because that leaves the door open. You know, yeah, I mean, exactly. It's, it's hard to imagine
0: that uh, Cap and Bucky, uh, in the time they had left, were able to round up all of these vampires that were roaming around allied Europe and, and presumably in Russia now as well, you know, because of mm-hmm. this SS officer and his minions. So, uh, there's potential for, you know, stories out there.
1: Yeah. I wonder if Brubaker ever did anything with that or if his intent was to do something with that. And it just never got to it, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. All right, Bob, uh, we're going to get to two favorite panel t-shirt worthy and time capsule. Um, uh, you went first last time, so I get to go first this time. And so I want to say for my favorite panel, uh, I'm going to go with page 17, uh, which is. Uh, and I'm going to go with uh, panel number one, and that is um, where the old lady is on the other side, it's like she just opened up the 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 window the boarded window and it's the first panel of the next page where he uh cap and bucky are are there and i just like the expression on steve's face it's not a common expression that we see number 1 um so it's it's a really interesting uh expression in the in the fact that he's kind of he's he's very serious he's he's you could tell by looking at it that he is looking her dead in the eye and 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 he's being very serious whereas bucky's not looking her dead in the eye he's looking a little down and to the right and almost like bucky doesn't necessarily know what to believe uh but but you could see the conviction in in steve's eyes yeah on top of that You see the wind blowing Bucky's hair. And then here's the part I really like. The the, the rain is so windy. The rain's going almost sideways. And then you could see the splashing off of Bucky's Tommy gun, you know, and it's it's just a a really cool image. I I think that's my it's hard to pick one, but this might have been my favorite Mm, panel.
0: That's a good selection. I like that. Why?
1: Thank you. And you, Bob? What's your I, favorite panel? I think
0: I'm going to go with uh, you know I think it's uh, I think it's page twelve. I'm looking at, at the, the hard copy issue here, uh, and, and I'm counting the ads. Um, pages aren't actually numbered, so um, but it's 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 that image after they after they they kill that first vampire the Mm. guy that they're talking to and he dies and comes back to life and bucky stabs him in the chest and it's that subsequent image in the right hand panel of page 12 where you you're looking at cap and bucky from behind uh and that Mm -hmm. that village is in front of them and it's on fire right yeah you see in the four you see in 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 the background you see uh you see three soldiers and, and two of them are helping carry their comrade and there's rain, and there's smoke, and there's fire, and Bucky says, you okay? And Cap responds, no, not even a little bit. I, I mm-hmm. love the framing of that. Uh, I love the busyness of, of what's going on around them. Uh, and, uh, and I love that, you know, you, 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 it's an unusual, because you know, we often see the profile or we see Cap and Bucky from the front, but in this case, we see them uh, together from behind us. They're walking away from us. And uh, it's, a, it's just a well-composed panel.
1: Really is not, yeah. No, I I have that as a as a one that I really liked, and of course I like the one right after too. Like I mentioned before about the shading on the faces. Um. All right. So what do you think's going on a t shirt for you? I think
0: uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, I believe it's on page uh, uh 35. It's when they they uh they go after Miss Mary Arnett in her dressing quarters, and uh, just as the window bursts open you know bucky standing there in his full glory with his thompson machine gun and you see buta 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 now i you know normally i would want a cap on a t-shirt but mm-hmm. in this case I, I want bucky uh you know uh, i don't have a bucky t-shirt and mm. and i love bucky with his thompson machine gun because that's mm-hmm. his go-to weapon a mm-hmm. uh, great weapon um Invented after after World War I and, and brought really into full uh, full use during uh, World War II for for many years until it was replaced with the grease gun. But that's mm-hmm. always been uh, Bucky's go to piece. And, you know, I've got the I've got the Bowen statue of mm. Bucky, but I don't have uh, the limited edition Bowen where he's got the Thompson machine gun. And I always wish I had that one. Uh-huh. Um, and so this reminds me of that.
1: And so for that reason, I got to have
0: this one on a T-shirt.
1: I like it. I like it. I might even wear that T-shirt.
0: Oh my! Oh my! Ha praise. So, what do you what do you got going on, Rick? What's the, what's your T-shirt?
1: I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna cheat here a little bit.
0: You gonna um, pick an ad?
1: Uh, no. Uh, although although <laughs> so, in this in this and you have a Wolverine Origins ad. You do X Men Wolverine Origins. So yeah. this is the you know the the infamous one where it's got uh, Deadpool with a, the X over his mouth. You know uh anyway uh no i'm gonna cheat a little bit i'm gonna go with um pages 24 and 25 and that is the last panel of 24 and the first two panels of 25 i'd like to have them like all next to each other and, and, mm-hmm. and you could do it because it's small enough on 24 but it's the one where cap's holding the shield over his head oh yeah and he says not anymore uh-huh. and then the next panel he chunk and he knocks the head off and the next panel of the head goes flying. Right. I yeah. want that straight across my chest.
0: Nice. That's a Halloween shirt right there. Yeah. You know? Not anymore. Ha- hand that one when you're wear that one when you're handing out uh, candy. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So uh how about your time capsule?
1: Uh you know what? I'm gonna have to go with the page thirteen, uh, which is uh where they introduce the stars. And uh, it's an image that looks like Bob Hope. I'm going with that panel. Ooh, I nice. think that I think that fits in a time capsule because one, you know, we got the whole U.S.O. Um, going on, and then two, you got these starlets, and and then you got Bob Hope, ish,
0: yeah, right, ish. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. What about you?
1: What's going on your time caps?
0: Uh, You know, I'm going to go with, you know, that, that scene at the end where cap and and Bucky go to uh, basically the headquarters tent uh, Mm -hmm. to, to see if they got a a message back from union, Jack, I'm going with the tent Uh, Mm. and the general purpose tent, you know, the sort of that green canvas um, tent that they put up uh, ubiquitous Mm -hmm. from world war II all the way through the time uh, really that I served. And uh, I spent a lot of time in the general purpose tent, but those have sort of gone by the wayside now, Rick, and they've been replaced by more sophisticated uh, materials. uh, They're sort of mostly, uh, you know, either light Brown or light green, and they're no longer that heavy canvas that uh, Mm -hmm. was a bear to uh, put up, but also take down and stow away because it was just so darn heavy with its wood poles and mm-hmm. so, um, so when I see those tents, it reminds me of of the long history of of those. But the fact that they are really uh, no more uh, in in our military.
1: Mm. I was going to say a, a name more joke, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, excellent. All right. Well, very very nice, Bob. Um. So thanks for suggesting this one. It was a it was a good story. Um. And now we're we're going to jump four years into the future uh and we're gonna do bob next episode we're gonna do the 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 finale to cast away in dimension z so that's volume seven issue number 10 and uh man bob we've i am i'm yeah this is nine months coming uh to see how this all wraps up and you know we've got a a a dead Ian. We've got a uh, a dead Zola. Uh, we've got Sharon back. We got uh, Jet reformed. We have a broken down Steve. We we got we got to figure out how this is all gonna end.
0: Yeah, I gotta tell you, I'm a little bit sad, Rick. Uh, I have enjoyed doing this story arc with you Mm -hmm. i've enjoyed diving back into it i'm a little sad to see it come to an end uh this journey come to an end i know we'll start another journey soon enough with another Mm -hmm. long story arc but i have truly enjoyed this one Uh, and so i am torn between looking forward to diving into to this final issue but also uh, a little sad about wrapping it up
1: well, I hear you, Bob. It, it's been a, a really fun story. Uh, I highly encourage a, a everybody who um, maybe just maybe have, you know, uh, decided, well, I'm not a big fan of that story. I'm not going to listen to it. You know, once we get all 10 done, you should really, really just revisit this story. And, uh, and if you're like me, if you're like somebody who's like, I I don't like to to read a story until the whole thing's done. And I like to, I like to go through it and binge through it. Eh, you know I can binge through ten episodes, right? So you know? Right.
0: yeah, I mean, if you've got a couple of days on your
1: hand, <laughs> yeah, you right. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well Bob, uh, as always, it has been a, a real joy rapid cap with you.
0: Yes, indeed, and i I can't wait to next week, uh, and you know, as sad as I'll be, I'm looking forward to taking one last dive into Dimension Z with you.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, he's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Fribonis, and you have been listening to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast.